One person said, can anything good come from Nazareth? But God in his sovereignty chose that Nazareth was going to be the place where his son lived for many years of his life. But particularly it was the place where he was parented. Jesus as the son of God needed a heavenly father, but he also as the son of man needed good hand-picked parents. And so Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up in this little place called Nazareth. Cliff Baxendale is an artist within the Lincoln location of Alive. When he heard that we were doing a series called The Royal Road, he decided to put some artwork together, some pastel artwork depicting the story. You know, when we proclaim the gospel, we don't just proclaim it verbally. Uh, we don't just sing, uh, but we can also have the all of the arts, the visual arts, to show and declare the story that we believe in. And Cliff, I'm really grateful that you've put some hard work into these pictures and we want everyone to be able to share in them. Thank you so much. God bless. Well, whoopie doopie, it's Christmas time. Christmas brings the best and the worst out in people. I was, I was in a store this week and uh, there was a, a mum having a bit of an argy-bargy on, on the phone. And she came off, she had a real, she was more than sucking wasps, was this lady. She, she was, you could see the anger in her face. Anyway, one of the other girls in the shop said to her, what's going on? Thank you. Said, what's, what's going on? And uh, she said, well, she said, my daughter said, come and have Christmas dinner with me this year. So she wants grandparents to go as well. And the daughter just phoned her up. Uh, and it went like this, sort of, uh, hey, mum, uh, Christmas dinner, would £45 be okay? So the mother said, £45. She said, yeah, if I charge everyone £45 for coming, do you think that would be adequate? I can see some people's mouths are, can you imagine that? Inviting your family around, then wanting to codge 45 quid off them for, for the pleasure of. So uh, I don't know what sort of meal is going to go on there, but I, I honestly don't think the mother will, will be going at this time. But we're carrying on with this series, The, the Royal Road. Uh, from eternity to eternity, we're looking at different aspects uh, of the Royal Road in this Christmas period. We, we've looked at Bethlehem today, we're looking at Nazareth, we're going to look at Egypt, and then we'll look at, at Jerusalem. And, and the impact is, is not just what is shared, it's its application to our lives. I've been thrilled this morning with these prophetic words that have come from Christine and from Phil. The, these, this is where the Holy Spirit can touch our lives, can speak into us in this festive season and remind us of what is important in, in life. The fact about it is God loves each of us. Every one of us is equal in his sight. We know that. We're equally valued with the life of Jesus Christ. But also God wants the best for you just as he wants the best for me. And I don't want to live a Christian life that's just getting up in the morning and going to sleep at night. I want something where my days are filled with a fresh experience of God and acknowledgement of the work that Jesus has done in my life and also a fresh experience of the Holy Spirit. When did you wake up in the morning where there was a tingle in your ear? 
Don't answer. But the fact about it is, we need to be in that place, folks, where we're expecting. Hazel and me, we've been privileged to travel to some places around the world. And, and where there's a whole dynamic, where, where we're seeing more miracles, more people come to faith, there's a common factor. There's an atmosphere of expectation. An atmosphere of expectation. We'll go to bed on Christmas Eve, we'll wake up on Christmas Day morning and there around the Christmas tree or stacked up on the kitchen table, there'll be some prezzies. And that atmosphere of expectation will come. Many of us dads will look with glee as we open the packet and those socks pour out and <laughs> the handkerchiefs pour out and we say thank you with great glee and look forward to the Christmas lunch. Joking aside, the fact about it is we, we all look forward to receiving something. Can I ask this morning, folks, what are you looking forward to, to receiving from God? Not tomorrow, not tonight, but now. Have we come this morning with open hands saying, God, would you just speak to me? Would, would you just touch my life? Would you give me that support? Would you give me that inspiration? Would you give me that touch of faith that I need at this time? So today we look at Nazareth. And as Stuart has already said, the people so often say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, let me hone it in this morning. Can anything good come out of Icon? Can anything good come out of Lincoln? Can anything good come out of Saxelby? Or Skellingthorpe. The fact about it is so often people can pass their comments about places. You see, I can't stand Tenby. <laughs> we saved up for a holiday one time. And uh, it was in the days. It, it was hard, but we saved up. I wanted a good family holiday. So Hazel and the kids, we set off and arrived in this place called Tenby. For me, if hell is anything like Tembi, <laughs> thank God I'm going to heaven. But some people go to Tembi and have the time of their life. For me, it was a bad experience. We, we arrived, we paid an extra £5 a day for car parking. And the car parking I found was 200 metres down the road behind the working men's club. So I went down to park my car in number five or number six, Dan, whatever it was, and found there was a car already in there. So I went back to the reception and, and said to, to the lady there, I'm sorry, but there's somebody, she said, well, you'll have to wait. So that wasn't a good start. So 200 meters of lugging your suitcases into the hotel. Then we was waiting for our evening meal. And apparently the, man, the, the lady that owned it, she, she was ill and somebody else was ill. So, so we had die, this guy, I called him Die the Drink because he was half kettled. And uh, he, he, he was there serving us. It was, it was like something of faulty towers. It really was at the time. But the fact about it is all of these things start. So I said, forget the evening meal. We'll go out and we'll have a meal. So we went down to this little restaurant down the road. And then this was getting worse because it came for me to pay the bill and found they charged me for five meals. Anyway, I won't go into I don't want to distend me too much. I'm sure it's a very holy, nice place. But for Exactly. Exactly. It's because it's nice for you. But for me, you see, my impression of Tembi is, is brought into place because of an experience that I've had. See, people had had not nice experiences maybe in Nazareth. They thought it a pokey little hole, a place where no goods came from, a, a place where non-achievers came from. Little did they know 
that within Nazareth, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, would reside for a period of his life. Can anything good come out of Icom? Yes, it can. Can anything good come out of Lincoln? Yes, it can. Can anything good come out of wherever you live today? Yes, it can. Because we live our lives, giving our lives to God and saying, come on God, take my life today and let it be a difference. So let's turn with, uh, with our Bibles, shall we, to Matthew chapter 2. And from verse 19 we read this. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. Um, but when he heard that Art Arcadius was uh, reigning in Judah in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to a district of Galilee and went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So it was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, he will be called a Nazarene. Nazareth was going to be a place where the world was reached. How big is our vision for our lives this morning? Are you happy with what you're doing, with what you've got? Are you satisfied to get up and live your daily life? Or do we actually desire for God to use us, as Christine brought this morning, and as Philip uh, again brought in his word this morning, to take us and to use us and to experience God wherever we are, in our workplace, in our home, in our community. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in your life this morning. The same Jesus who took a kid's pack up in Galilee and blessed it and fed 5,000 men and the wives and the kids and the rest is the same Jesus that can touch our life today. I just want to try and break the mold and shake it up a bit this morning that so often we have too low an expectation of who we are in Christ Jesus. We keep our heads down. It's time for us to put our heads above the parapet, above the parapet and, and, and bring the claims of our faith to being. Called a leap of faith. It's called a step of faith. So we see there, it's a place to reach the world. If you turn in John, uh, to John please, chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, we read the following. Struggling because the light's really bad up here. Um, here we go. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Is anyone thirsty? Then let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, 
as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I want to encourage you this morning to ask for a daily filling of the Holy Spirit. If you don't do it, can I encourage you to do it? I can only speak personally, but the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is thank God I'm alive. First thing I say, thank you God I'm alive. Second thing is, come Holy Spirit. Now then, can you imagine if a hundred and odd people in Highcombe just decided to put that into practice this morning? Can anything good come out of Highcombe? Yes, it can. Can Christians be in a place where they influence society? Yes, they can. And if we say, come, Holy Spirit, take what we've got. You see, we, we moan, we moan. And I say this quite carefully this morning. So often in life, society moans about what we haven't got. We need to be thanking God for what we have got. Do you get that? We can think so often. And society grinds that into us. The marketing companies tell us we, we wear the wrong perfume, we drive the wrong car, we, we live in the wrong type of house, we don't use the right washing up liquid. When in fact we've got what we've got. If co-op washing up liquid works in our pots, we'll use it and appreciate it. See, I can remember as a kid watching Blue Peter and being grossly disappointed when my washing up liquid submarine didn't work. I can remember telling my mum, 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 it's because it's a co-op washing up bottle rather than a fairy liquid. In my own simple-minded way as a child, you see, mum had got the wrong washing up liquid. But we can progress that into life. We can find ourselves this morning as Christians blaming God and being disappointed, being disappointed with God because we haven't got what we're looking for. When if we say, God, thank you for what I've got. It took a child to bring his pat lunch, as I said before, and, and give it. It took Andrew there to say, well, Jesus, there's a kid here with a five loaves and two fish. While Philip was having apoplexy. He's saying it'll take months of wages to pay for food for these people. But it took a boy with a pack up to feed those who needed feeding. You may say, Mark, what have I got this Christmas time to put into the community? It could start with a smile to a person at the bus stop. It could start with just sharing a sweet out of your packet of sweets with a person walking down the road. It could start with asking the postman if he'd like a cup of tea on a really cold morning. I'm a being simplistic. Can anything good come out, out of Icom? Yes, it can. But if we come with what we've got and not moan about what we haven't got, give it to God, that's where the difference comes. Years ago now, I, I knew a gentleman who was approaching retirement. And uh, he, he was the father-in-law of a minister friend of mine, Clyde Sandry. And this guy, as he was approaching retirement, he said, I don't just want to give up, you know, just retire and do nothing, he said. He was very humble, very quiet. 
And it was a time when all of the problems were, were coming off in Yugoslavia and all that area and all the fighting was going on. And he said, uh, I, I, just, I just want to do something. So we prayed about it and we asked God for wisdom. He, he got the idea, and I believe it was a God idea put into his life, that he could help those who were suffering in Serbia and all around there by, by collecting clothing and practical toiletries in order to send them to those regions of need. Believe me, as I'm standing here this morning at that time, it started off with a van and it ended up with juggernauts going out. It was a man who said, what can I do in my retirement? What skills have I got? It was brilliant to organizing, so he used what he had. He couldn't drive the juggernauts. He couldn't pack all the foods and toiletries and clothes and everything, but he gave what he had and it made all the difference. So rather than charging someone 45 quid to come and eat with you this Christmas time, how about considering, dear Lord, with what I've got, could I make a difference? Somebody might need a woolly hat to keep the red warm, a pair of gloves or a scarf. Someone, someone with little ones might need somebody to give them some babysitting time. But when done, when done with the love of Jesus Christ, when done with a practical Christian attitude to life, the difference that can make is incredible. So that out of our innermost beings may flow rivers of what? Stagnant, smelly water? No, living water. Whoever drinks will never thirst again. And Dan and congregation here, this could be the best Christmas you have ever had. It could be the Christmas where there's more laughter than ever before. More fun, more games, yes, but also the most fulfilling Christmas that you've ever had. Nazareth, a place to reach the world. Heiken, a place to reach the world. Prophetically, we know that it was a branch from David's root. Then last week, you may have looked at the, the whole uh, family line of, from Joseph or all the way back through to Abraham and to Adam. It's fascinating when you start to look at those different aspects. But when we become Christians, we become part of the Christian family. Can I say this again? When we become Christians, we become part of the Christian family. I love family. And I love, I love the Christian family. You can find yourself arriving by plane in Singapore. And you're going through checkout. And the security officer there just realizes what you're doing there and says, oh, I'm a Christian too, and shakes your hand, a complete stranger. You can find yourself in the middle of Australia in a place then called Beverly, which, which was quite a unique place. And you arrive in the car, me and Hazel, uh, not knowing anybody there, but within minutes of touching base in a church, there's a whole group of people there with us. It's called the Christian 
family. That's why gathering together is so, so important. It's meeting together to inspire each other, to share what God is doing in our lives. So that we can take that into our life, apply some things, yes, but also be inspired to live out our faith. This Christmas time, as we consider the roads, and particularly today, the road to Nazareth. Let's just take on board, can anything good come out of Haikum? Yes, it can. And out of your innermost being can flow the rivers of living water. I want to close by inviting the Holy Spirit to come. Because I would just love for you guys to have a Christmas that you've never experienced before. We thank God for the excellence of our worship. We thank God for great pastors. We thank God for great team. But I want to challenge you as an individual this morning. How are you going to spend this Christmas? Are you going to consider what you haven't got or appreciate what you have got and ask God to bless it? Are you going to say, God, I want my life to be a representation of you to touch those in my community. This, this could be a Christmas. We're around the Christmas table having a fabulous Christmas dinner. Members of your family could engage with Jesus and find him as Lord and Savior of their lives. One of my heroes of the faith called Reinhard Bonnke, an evangelist, has just passed away. I only met that man once, but, but the fact about it is, he has seen 75 million people come to faith. Can't get your head around that really, can you? 75 million, one man. There could be one person here this morning who is the next Reinhard Bonnke. It was the next person that said, God, take what I have and use it. Let me be a blessing to others this Christmas time. So I'm standing here. If, if you want this Christmas to be impacted by the Holy Spirit in a way that it's never been impacted before, would you stand with me right now? Let's just allow the Holy Spirit to touch our life. Jesus. Kevin, you are loved more than you can appreciate. The love of God is for you, Kevin. It's tangible. God loves you. And may this Christmas, Kevin, be the best Christmas that you've ever had.
from Holy Spirit. Philip, you've given a great word this morning. We honor you. But the hand of God rests upon you, Philip. There's nothing lost, nothing left. You are right in the center of God's hand. Be obedient to what he tells you. Be fulfilled. In Jesus' name. Kevin, man of numbers, facts and figures. Number cruncher for Jesus. May the richness of God bless you in your workplace, in everything you put your hands to. Enjoy, enjoy an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit around you in the workplace as never before. So Holy Spirit, come right now. Mick, it's great to hear about your brother. He's coming to Jesus. Fast track him. Tell him it's time. Fabulous. Come on, God. It's sad about So in the mighty name of Jesus, are you, as you receive this from the Holy Spirit, be richly blessed. I bless you in Jesus' name. May this be a Christmas of all Christmases for you. May Dan and Joe struggle to accommodate all the testimonies which are coming from this Christmas period. I pray for the miraculous to take place in your home. Expect it, expect it, expect it. You read about it. It's time for you to experience this. Lay hands on the sick. Expect them to recover. Share your faith. Your faith is awesome. Your faith is awesome. Yes, there's no books being written about it. No films being made. But it's your faith in Jesus Christ. Be contagious for the kingdom. May every day of your life be enriched. I bless you in Jesus' name.